This is the Department of Education podcast, proudly sponsored by Teachers Mutual Bank. Today we celebrate our dedicated speech-language pathologists. Speech pathologists have specialist knowledge in speech, language, literacy and communication. They play an important role in Queensland State Schools, helping all students to achieve by assisting schools with identifying and addressing barriers to learning. Speech-language pathologist Jane Trevor and Head of Student Support Services Kelly Turnbull, both from Fernbrook State School, join me to talk about the speech-language pathologist job in our schools. Hi Jane and Kelly, thank you for joining me today. Hi Virginia. Hi Virginia, thanks for having us. Jane, can you tell me a little bit about yourself? When I first graduated, my first job was for education in Barcaldon, which is a small shire about 800 people out west near Longreach. So I was based in Barcaldon and I used to travel to all the surrounding schools in Mudabara and Alpha and Aramac and Jericho. And then once a term, we'd fly to Birdsville and Baduri in a small plane. So it was quite exciting. So that was my first introduction to working as a speech language pathologist in education. And after that, I moved to London for eight years, where I continued to work in schools all across London. I continued my love for working in schools in London and got some really good experience. And then I came back, moved back to Brisbane, where I started at Fernbrook State School, and I've been there for the last six years. What is it about speech pathology that appealed to you? I've always loved talking and I've loved listening to people and I love hearing their stories. So I've always loved communication from when I was a child. And I also loved singing and drama lessons when I was young. And as part of the singing, we did a lot of work on voice. And as part of the speech and drama, there was a lot of work on phonetics, which means the study of sounds. And I think that's where my love and interest in speech was really formed. So when I finished school, speech pathology seems like the right choice for me. Why did you choose to work as a speech-language pathologist in state schools? Well, my first job interview was for education. And I think at that time, education was the main employee of speech-language pathologists. And my mum and sister are both teachers, so I was familiar with that education space. And I also wanted to work with children, but in a more natural environment, as opposed to a medical, like hospital clinical setting. What does your current role entail? I've been working um, with the school team at Fernbrook State School for the past six years, and this has been my first role based in one school. So before this, I used to work in three to four different schools in a week, and I've really enjoyed being based at one school and feeling like part of the team and the Fernbrook community because I think you can really get to know people and work with parents and students more when you're in one place. And I've worked with some students and families since they were in prep. So I'm finally seeing them go all the way through primary school. And it's been nice to have that relationship with them. At Fernbrook State School, we work within the whole school approach. And this means we work together in different ways to ensure that every student can achieve and experience learning success. My role is really varied and involves working with teachers at the planning level and in the classroom. And I work a lot with Kelly and the inclusion teachers in small groups with targeted students. And some of my work is working one-on-one with some students. The theme for Speech Pathology Week is Good Communication, Better Communities. How does your work as a SLP benefit the school community, Jane? 
At Fernbrook State School, I'm lucky in that I get to work with all the staff, students and families, and we work in a whole school approach. As part of my role, I do work with students with a variety of different needs. So students who have speech and language disorders, students who have difficulties with literacy, students who have difficulties with hearing impairment or voice. So we work with like a wide range of students with difficulties and our main goal is to help those students to access the curriculum. So our goal is to help students to learn and be successful learners in school. We look at what barriers some students might face in the classroom and we work together as a school team to remove those barriers. For example, if we're teaching storytelling, some students might find it difficult to remember all the parts in a story. So at the planning level, we include pictures to support students to help them to remember. And these strategies will help all the students in the class, but for some they're really needed. So it's about removing barriers to learning so that all children can be successful learners. As a speech-language pathologist, I also work at what we call a focus level, and that's with the inclusion team and the inclusion teachers. And that helps to give more support to identified students who need extra support for some aspects of their learning. So if they have a speech-language disorder, we might um, focus on that in a small group setting and then we um, generalise that back into the classroom. Um, so focus work supports what students are also learning in the classroom. Working with teachers and helping them to build their skills to support students is also a big part of my role. And I've also learned a lot from working with teachers. Kelly, how does Jane's work support the Fernbrook State School student and staff community? Jane works uh, very closely with our inclusion model. So at Fernbrook State School, over the last 18 months, we've refined what our inclusion model looks like. We have include an inclusion teacher aligned to each year level and also an inclusion teacher aide. So the inclusion teachers are the first point of call for um, communication with the classroom teachers. And the inclusion teacher will be the first person generally who... Um, is flagged into there's a student that needs additional support. Jane's been integral in working with our inclusion team and getting into classrooms and observing students, particularly in our prep cohort. Jane spent a lot of time over the last 18 months building capability of the inclusion team to facilitate support for students who have oral language deficits. What we found is our enrolment into PrEP, a significant number of um, students do not have early childhood settings. So they haven't been to daycare, they haven't been to pre-PrEP or anything like that. So we have approximately 50% who have really delayed oral language. Jane has spent the last 18 months building capacity for the inclusion teacher to actually work in the focus group and building their capability. We've had too many needs from too many students so we had to evolve. Joan has been amazing with, yep, let's, what can I do? Let's get in and work with all the teachers. Working with parents also is a big part of what Jane does. She, Jane works with our student support committee. So majority of our kids that come to that committee, after they've been through a very stringent referral process, um, will come onto Jane's caseload anyway. And a lot of that is working with the parents. Jane will develop at times a home program that the parents can actually facilitate at home. 
it's talking to paediatricians, it's talking to allied health professionals about students and about this is the support we're giving them at uh, Fernbrook State School, how can we all work together to support the student and um, get them the, the help that they need. And I think that's the main thing, is working together as a team mm. and a community to support these students to to achieve, mm. to be successful in their life. And a, a lot of that comes down to communication, which is what we do as speech-language pathologists, because if they can't communicate, it really hinders their life and their, their future. So I think as a school, we work really hard to work together to give these children their best chance of being successful. And Jane, how is being an SLP in a school different to other settings? A lot of people see the role of the speech-language pathologist in the traditional sense of um, working with children one-on-one to really focus on their communication needs. And we still do that sometimes, but I think our role is changing in education because our focus is on helping students to access the curriculum, so access learning and be successful learners. So our role in education is to work with the team to help students achieve in learning by providing um, appropriate intervention and by modifying the teaching in class, so being helping teachers to support the students in the classroom. So we all work together and then as a school team, we decide the best way to deliver intervention, which may include working with teachers, teacher aides, or a home program with a parent, or me working with the students one-on-one. So I think in other settings like private practice or hospital, they work more on a medical model, which focuses more on the child's individual difficulties. Whereas I think in a school setting, our main aim is to put students to learn and access by removing barriers, like removing communication barriers and putting support in place. And our main work in education is to support students to be successful learners. I think it's taking away that sort of traditional role of what a speech language pathologist looks like. And I think working at Fernbrook State School, it's been that opportunity for me to work with the leadership team as well. So it's more at that higher level of enabling me to come to planning meetings and to work with teachers to look at how they're teaching students and to put that speech pathology lens on it, so sort of to modify what they're doing to help students. Well, it looks at the planning aspect and the Mm -hmm. strategies that we can put in, I suppose they're called universal strategies that a lot of our students need, and what you'll do for one will benefit so many more. So Jane's expertise about going into the planning meetings has been extremely beneficial. Just following on from that, Kelly, is there anything about working with an SLP that was a surprise to you or may it be a surprise to our listener? I know you have covered some of that previously, but is there anything you'd like to add? What does surprise other people is the scope of a speech-language pathologist. When we look at, you know, what is receptive and expressive language, a lot of people, you know, so parents, and this is where we want to develop um, understanding the community, they'll say, oh, my student can talk. So there's nothing wrong with them. So it's really working a lot with parents and that's what um, Jane does really well. Working with a lot of parents and just chipping away and, you know, it's not going in and say, right, these are the concerns we got, this is how we're going to fix it. It's building parents' understanding about, you know, what is receptive language, what's expressive language, what's pragmatic skills. What's been a surprise with Jane is, you know, giving her the scope to develop 
uh, capacity in teachers and how well that's actually worked and teacher aids also because we can definitely see the benefits that our students are taking away from the broader support that we've been offered to, been able to offer at our school. It's evolving all the time with the support that we can give. And what I've found that over time in the education system with speech language pathologists, their roles have changed. So Jane's been, um, the impact Jane's had with working with teachers and building their capability at that whole class level has been extremely beneficial. That's something I'd taken away as well is that I've really enjoyed working at that whole class level because I'm not trained as a teacher. I'm trained as a speech language Mm. pathologist, but that's why we work really well together because the teachers are that expert in classroom behaviour management and curriculum and then I bring that speech and language pathology lens to it. But you also bring the singing in the drama lens <laughs> to do. it too and that's what my inclusion teachers have fed back to me. You watch Jane in her working with the preps in their oral language program. It's all about that flamboyancy I suppose and the singing in the drama aspect has has fed back really well into the um, classroom strategies that we're bringing in. So now the inclusion teacher is taking a lot on that. So she's singing to the kids and she's a bit more dramatic than what she normally is because the kids love that way of learning. It's really interesting to see how important a role that speech pathologists do play in state schools. Thanks for your time, Jane and Kelly. Thank you, Virginia. We've really enjoyed this. It's been fun. Thanks for having us, Virginia. You have been listening to a Queensland Department of Education podcast. The Department of Education acknowledges the traditional owners of the lands from across Queensland. We pay our respects to the elders, past and present, for they hold the memories, the traditions, the culture and hopes of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples.